Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dad Pods. I'm Shane. And I'm Michael. And this is the podcast uh, by dads for everyone. Uh, we're really bad at the intro. We've done like 15 or 16 of these and we still can't get it right. I don't know what our problem is. That was close, as close to good as we've done. Maybe we just need to redefine what right is. And that, sure. was, that was right. That was right. That was good. That was uh, excellent. Um, so anyway, uh, we are going back down a different rabbit hole, rabbit hole this time. Last, last time on, on Dad Pods, uh, we went uh, 1987 comedy movies, deep dive, basically covered nearly everything that was released that year uh, as a comedy movie, uh, ranked them, listed our best three. Uh, it was an excellent year. Uh, we're going to go to do a different year this year, this, uh, this week. Yeah, now we're going to all the way forward to 2004. Yeah, we're, we're just, just jumping around, just picking what we want to do. Uh, and, and this was just to prove that we're, while we are old, we are not ancient. Yes. <laughs> this is like 20 years later, uh, still 16 years ago, though, which uh, makes me feel very, very old. True. Yeah, the, there's definitely kids, maybe not kids that listen to this, because the only people who listen to this are people that know us. Right. So it might be our kids. Our kids. I know that my kid, my kid has listened to a few episodes. Yeah. So so have my kids. Mm-hmm. They enjoy it. Well, I'm going to say they enjoy it. Yeah. But uh, so we should point out, you know, that the world is falling apart. There's still a pandemic. Uh, there's protests all over the country. Uh, your incredible wife has been going to the Portland protests as a uh, part of the mommy wall. Yeah. So we should talk about this now. Um, mm-hmm. So in Portland, uh, federal agents have come in and mm-hmm. they've really exacerbated the situation by acting sure. like a bunch of buttholes. Yeah. Basically what happens every night is there's a very long peaceful protest and that a certain arbitrary point in the night, the feds decide that now we want to disrupt things. And so they start tear gassing the crowd, mm-hmm. which is not cool. Um, no, no. Tear so, gas is bad. Tear gas is bad. Uh, it's been banned by the uh, International Criminal Court, right? So you can't true. use it in warfare, but you can use it apparently uh, to... Uh, disperse a bunch of uh, mothers and fathers that are out there protesting for black lives. Right. So what's happened is uh, Portland has responded in a very Portland way, way of creating the wall of moms. So mm-hmm. basically a human shield and uh, you know, my wife, uh, to her credit, has taken part in this. There's other yes. walls too. There's the wall of vets, which also line up with the wall of moms and then yeah. protesters behind them. There's also the wall mm-hmm. of dads. The yes. wall of dads are dads who have leaf blowers. So once the tear yes. gas lands, they start to blow back the gas. Mm-hmm. And now this might sound really radical to a lot of you listening, including perhaps my parents. All eight of you? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. But uh, it's actually, now that they've gone through it, the tear gas is not going to kill you. So don't worry about that. It's obviously an irritant. You wear protective gear. We've gone through the drill. You wear a helmet because the, probably one of the worst things could be the, the canister hits you in the head. It's definitely not pleasant. You don't want to mm-hmm. be there. There are medics around. There's a whole process now. I think we're, it's unfortunate we have to do this, but this, we're in for the long haul and uh, we will keep going until they yeah. get out. Yeah. All power to you guys. Uh, I really um, admire everything that you and Amy have been doing. Um, I think it says a lot that the feds are more concerned with a building than apparently the lives of uh, people of color all over this country. Yep. Uh, that they're, they're, more, they're far more concerned with, uh, you know, protecting a federal building than they are. Yeah. And, and let's make it clear, like the, changing the law. I think this is another thing to describe 
This is basically one or two buildings and maybe a two two block area. And yes, there's a lot of very graffiti. small. If you it's look at a super map, it's very, very small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super, super small. They're causing a lot more damage by being there than what could possibly happen. You can't tear down this building. This is a fortress. Yeah. <laughs> that that's not never gonna happen. And I also don't think that that's what the protesters want. They don't want to tear down the building. No, every night it's the same thing. Like maybe some people are shaking the fence. Ooh. Sure. Oh, the fence <laughs> might fall down. Uh-oh. Look out. There goes a fence. And that's kind of it. You could, they could easily stay there the whole night, make it around to 6 a.m. And then, then the morning begins again. And there's, there's very, what's not being covered is that there's a lot of peaceful protests going on during the day as well. Like on the weekend, mm -hmm. people will bring their families and there's a march and there's just like yeah. very yeah. long. So that, that's kind protest of Protest is patriotic. Sense. Yep. Let's not forget that. Yeah. So oh. it's part of our lives now and what we have to deal with. Yes. But uh, so our distraction this week, uh, and it's an important one, uh, we are jumping to 2004, uh, the comedy movies. We're going to go through uh, basically by release date that year, mm -hmm. uh, kind of go through. Uh, the bench is pretty solid. I think uh, the top level is really good, too. Uh, maybe not as top. You know, we don't have a Princess Bride. Yeah. You know, we don't have what was the... Uh, Raising the other ones that we, we don't have space. We don't have space balls. We don't have right. strings automobiles. Yeah, we've got some. We've got some heavy hitters though, and uh, so uh, we'll start. Yep. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and start. We got uh, Team America: World Police. This is the puppet movie mm -hmm. made by uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker of uh, South Park fame. Uh, it is dirty. It is offensive. Very dirty. Intentionally. Very dirty. Yep. Uh, it is. It is really really funny and it is dark and it is uh uh kind of making fun of the bush era post 9-11 law enforcement taking it to the the arab world kind of kind of uh existence which is appropriate that we're starting off with this talking about yeah. uh, the police uh in portland and elsewhere uh it's a really funny movie it totally makes fun of everything that you that we're talking about yep um but yeah Team America World Police didn't make our top three. No, either of ours, and did not. And and spoiler alert: we've actually, we've actually got only one movie. I think that we agree on. Yeah, and that I'll, I will say that's a little bit intentional. Like I mm -hmm. I picked them. They, these are all really close. Once we get to the mm -hmm. really good movies, then we'll get to that in depth. But Team America yeah. is actually very good. Yeah, mostly well known for the song uh, "America F Yeah." Yeah, and that's if nothing else, go ahead and listen to it. It's very funny. Yes. Don't let, your, don't let your kids watch this movie, though. Yeah. And not until they're like 13, 14 years old. 13 is like, totally fine. No, it's not. Yeah. It's only puppets. Yeah. It should be, it should be okay. There is, there is a puppet love scene, yeah. which, is, which is more weird than anything. Yeah. But, but they're puppets, and it's not. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, the next movie I can't speak to, Along Came Polly. I've never seen it. I can't. It. It's, 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 a, it's a Ben Stiller movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's Ben Stiller and Jen and Aniston. Jennifer yes. Aniston. Um, I think we did mention this particular, there's a scene in this movie. That's the only thing I can really remember about this movie. And we mentioned in a previous pod, uh, the great, late, the late, great, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this movie. Right. And he plays basketball with Ben Stiller. Uh, there's a, there's a sweaty chest, uh, face rub. Right. Uh, in this film. Uh, I think that's about the only thing that's great about this movie. Right. Um, but it made a lot of money. Uh, and, and it was sort of in the, this is when Ben Stiller was sort of thrown out, you know, hit film after hit film. 
Okay. And, and at some point we'll have to talk about Ben Stiller, but yeah. not today. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, the next movie is Saved. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see this movie, Mike? I did see this, and I remember when it came okay. out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is a this is a uh, and one thing that you'll get in a difference between 2004 and sort of and then like 1987 as we did last week, there are indie films now. Mm-hmm. So like the 90s created this like indie film sort of underground. Uh, uh, thing where you could have these independent films that would just come out. They would have a budget of you know six dollars, and they would be and they would make nine million dollars at the at the box office. And so this like amazing writer or director or actor, whoever was kind of the star of this thing, kind of thing, would uh, sort of become like the next big thing. Yep. So uh, this movie came out uh, saved. It's a spoof of sort of religious fundamentalism at a school where where um, it's like a parochial school and they practice uh, homosexual um, therapy to try to turn mm-hmm. the gays not gay. And uh, the, the, the protagonist of this film is a girl and she tries to turn her boyfriend, quote unquote, gay by having sex with him. Or turn him straight by having sex straight. with him. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't, she's not successful. <laughs> Uh, but she does have sex with him, and she gets pregnant. Yep. Which is a which is a double problem for a fundamentalist Christian school. So she has then become an outcast and sort of a rebel and all that yep. stuff. Uh, this movie stars Mandy Moore, Jenna Malone is the main character. It's got a Macaulay Culkin role in this film. Right, and I remember that was actually the big selling point at the time. It was sure, yeah, a more this mature been, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, this would have been like the first Macaulay adulthood Culkin. Yeah. It's a yeah, funny movie. And it is funny and it you know has a point. And uh, mm-hmm. it's good if you like yeah. this kind of indie indie spirit. Like you kind of know what you're gonna get with indie movies. Sure. Yeah. You're it's gonna there's gonna be some funny parts. There's gonna be some stuff that sort of hits you over the head with their uh their message. Sure. Uh and this is certainly a message that I agree with. Like you shouldn't try sure. to uh reform people that are gay. Yeah. And you know, the the uh, you know parochial schools like this probably shouldn't be in existence. Yeah, totally. That's just me. It's still funny, though. <clears throat> sure. Uh, next on the list, 50 First Dates. Yes. I remember this one actually really well. Mm-hmm. Good, you talk about it. Okay. We have talked about this before. I am not a Sandler fan. Yeah, so I, I actually do appreciate Adam Sandler. I'm not going to say all of his movies, but this movie I think is actually pretty decent. It has Adam Sandler, and it has uh, Drew Barrymore. It takes place yeah. in Hawaii. This is one of those movies, yeah. if uh, you ever vacation in Hawaii, the owners of the place might have it because <laughs> Hawaii is featured very prominently throughout the movie. Yeah. I do love the Hawaii movies because they are, it's pretty much just like an advertisement for, hey, come here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's, that's a good idea. So the plot is uh, the Drew Barrymore character has some sort of a brain disorder. She was in an accident. And every morning she completely loses her memory. So it's kind of like a groundhog day, but for only one character mm. and Adam Sandler is trying to romance her and they do get along, but they effectively have these 51st states. Every time they have a date the next day, he has to start from ground zero all over again. Cause she doesn't remember who he is. So he can't, he finds it hard to progress with mm-hmm. the relationship. Yeah. Classic rom-com except for, you know, the whole amnesia thing. Yeah. The amnesia thing is actually quite tragic. <laughs> in many ways it's like oh yeah there's yeah. very severe brain injury going on here mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's you know played 
play it as fun as, as you can. And it's, it's lighthearted. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, so she's got the pretty much the same disorder as the guy in Memento. Only yes. this movie is not as dark. Yeah, this is yes, exactly. <laughs> slightly less murdery Memento. Yes, slightly less murdery. Uh, so our next film, I will say that I've only seen bits of this, but I've seen like bits of this multiple times. Mm-hmm. Euro Trip. Yep. And I don't know if this is a sequel or just like a sequel in spirit. So it's a sequel in trip. spirit to Road Trip. So Road yeah, so, and, and I remember that because when it came out, the makers of Road Trip were kind of mad that they were trying, it was the production company was trying to make Euro Trip feel like the sequel to, to Road Trip. There's no crossover whatsoever with the actual yeah. creatives. It's a bunch of like uh, frat boys and girls that take a trip to Europe. Yeah. They, and it's just a the hijinks ensue. I think yeah. this is a movie about hijinks. It is a movie about hijinks. The girl is actually one of the character's sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a lot of like, it's almost more like a modern European vacation, I would say. National sure, Indian. yeah. Like, you know, it, it plays a lot on, like, uh, American sort of, uh, they go to Europe and it's like, ooh, fish out of water type stuff. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, if it's on, if you like, you have insomnia and it's on Comedy Central at 1230 that's on exactly Tuesday, right. yeah. that's when you should watch it. And I think I that wouldn't might, pay yeah. any money to stream it. No, 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 no. If it's on, go ahead. Sure. Not not okay for the kids. Probably not. I don't know. I, I I can't. I think I've only ever seen it on like Comedy Central where it's oh, edited. So in that case, it's totally okay for the kids. <laughs> 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 so that uh, there is actually one really good part though. In the beginning, uh, Matt Damon has a, has a very funny cameo, and now he, Matt you know, da- we need to we need to have a podcast just about Matt Damon cameos. Yeah, this is him. There's lots at, of them. I don't know why he's doing a favor for someone. He's obviously the biggest star in this movie and no one knows mm-hmm. that he's going to be in it. And right. he's, he's really funny. And that, that's, that part's great. The fact that he's just yeah. in it all. This is like, we, this is a note. We should do a Matt Damon cameo podcast. Totally. Because, because there's like, there's at least four of them that I can think of just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And there's, 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 there's content to be mined. A, uh, a deep dive into Matt Damon himself would be interesting. Sure. Yeah. I feel like he's probably not that interesting in person. Oh, no, not at all. But like yeah. his career and the choices he's made, that's, that's more interesting. Yeah, he's Nick made Cage. good choices. Nick Cage is much more interesting. That could be like a oh, yeah. dedicated podcast. Oh, I mean, like, a, like a, just like we have to break off dad pods into just Nick Cage pods. Yeah, but that's all right. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Is oh. it you or me? Uh, I don't remember. But, uh, Starsky uh, and Hutch. I will Starsky and Hutch. So this is a remake of the TV TV seventies uh, TV show yeah. that was mostly famous for the car. True, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's what we can say about the movie too. Did yeah, I did see it. I even saw it in it's, theaters because this is at a time in my life when I saw a lot of movies in theaters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going through this with my wife, and we had seen all these movies, and we're like, we don't go to the movies. How do we see all these movies? Uh, we just didn't. Uh, this yeah. is the only one on the list that I didn't see. Yeah, so I, I did see this. Um, actually, maybe I had a free screener. There was a time in my life when I used to get movies for free. Well, th- spoiler <laughs> alert! Don't get to that one yet. Yeah. Um, anyhow, this <laughs> this this movie's not very good. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Don't go. But it came way. out and it made money, and it was uh, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. Yeah. Right. So ben it's. It's again only mentionable because you've got two comedic actors 
sort of at the high, this is the only reason why it's of note because they're very popular. Right. They themselves are very talented. This is not a, and it's even directed by Todd Phillips who's directed a lot of great comedic movies, mm-hmm. but yeah. this, this movie is pretty flat. Yeah, it was one of those movies that was probably sold without a screenplay. Yeah, totally. They're like, oh, of course this will be good. Spoiler yeah, alert. We'll make fun of it the was, 70s. It was we'll not. Put ben Stiller in it. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out you need some writers sometimes. Yeah. But anyhow, the next maybe, movie. Maybe this podcast would be better with writers. Yeah. Probably. Oh, we're not going to do that. No, that, that'll never happen. Yeah. Next up is Shaun of the Dead. We we're, we're, actually we'll skip we're, it. We'll, we'll skip we'll it. Skip that one because that's in our spoiler yeah. alert. That's in our favorites. Yeah, that's so good. We got, we better skip it. Yeah. We'll come back. Yeah. There. Next up then is Ella Enchanted. Yes. So this is was this did this come before the Princess Diaries or after? I think it came after. It was after, if okay. I recall. Um, so this is Anne Hathaway. Yes. And Ella. So the the point of Ella oh, is no. that she gets a spell put on her, and whatever someone commands her to do she will do not right. in like a mind control way. Someone could say freeze to her and she's in middle, middle jump and she'll mm-hmm. literally freeze in the air. So it's like a magical right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a teenage girl version of liar, liar. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. Kind of in a weird way. Yeah. I will say I am, I know that Anne Hathaway can be uh, one of those controversial actresses or some people love her. Some people hate her. Sure. I love her. I've yeah. never seen anything that I've disliked of Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I've actually, I didn't realize that she's controversial. I, I just yeah. assumed everyone liked her. She's just one of those that's, that some people just, err, like yeah. the, the claws so th- come out. This movie in particular, for kids, this is actually quite charming. Yes, this is one that you should, that you could definitely watch, watch mm-hmm. with your kids. Particularly in that like eight, nine-year-old range. Yeah. Where yeah. they can start to get humor. I think humor is really important for kids to watch. Um, it keeps them engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in, in really good ways. And this so, is, yeah, this, this was described at the time as like a, um, a live action Shrek in a way. So it's a fractured fairy tale. Sure. And it is, it's very charming. You'll, yeah. you'll like it. Yeah. So uh, the next one is 13 going on 30. We ah. have mentioned that in the podcast before. Go, Mike. This is an excellent movie. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will stand up for this movie for all time. Um, probably one of the, this is, this didn't actually make our list of our favorites, but this one is, is really and good. And that's why this is a strong year. This yeah. is why this is a strong year. We've liked, I mean, everything but Starsky and Hutch, I think, was watchable. Yeah, yeah. This one, I, I easily could have put in top three for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Garner's in it. it. She starts off as age 13. She, uh, through magic, instantly becomes 30. But so then she's a 13-year-old in the body of a, a yes. 30-year-old. and. So yeah, it's it's big. It's effectively big. It's a yes. female version of big and mm-hmm. all of the hijinks. Uh, Mark Ruffalo plays the Elizabeth Perkins character. Yeah, and he's great. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> he's wonderful in this film, actually. If you if you're on the fence about Mark Ruffalo, watch Thirteen Going on Thirty. It's 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 so great that in the in the beginning you see the version of him young at thirteen. You're like, oh, this this guy's cool, because <laughs> I I know you're probably supposed to. Th- think of him as kind of square because that's, that's mm-hmm. how she perceives him. But like being where I am now, I'm like, I, he'd be my friend. <laughs> if I'm yeah, 13. exactly. Mm-hmm. the kind of kid I would like. Yeah. Uh, and then of course he becomes super cool when he's 30, <clears throat> as you would expect for a kid with right. new values at, at age 13. This is a good movie. Kids yes. like it. A lot of funny bits. Mm-hmm. 
some uh, really hilarious version of uh, the thriller dance that she does. Because of course, as age 13, she saw it and she's trying to memorize it as a Exactly. Person. And then at age 30, this is like a cool retro thing. Okay, so now we're getting into some really good films. Oh yeah. So this next one nearly made my top three. What is it? It is Mean Girls. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, classic line. Of all the films, well, there's two films in particular in this in this group that uh, that are so quotable. There's so many lines from Mean Girls mm-hmm. um, that it didn't make Lindsay Lohan a bigger star is crazy to me. She did become a big star, but she, she also- became a big star, but mostly before what she did off the screen. Yeah, well, that, I think that was the problem. That's the only reason why it didn't make her a bigger star. Mm-hmm. Don't you drugs, kids? Yeah, you've got uh, Amy Poehler. I'm a cool mom. Really yeah. funny. Tina Fey is amazing. Tina Fey wrote this. Yep. And I think this eventually became a music. It's not like a Broadway musical, right? Probably is. They've done that for a lot. Yeah. Of, a lot yeah. Of so uh, it's got an amazing performance by Rachel McAdams as mm-hmm. Regina George, who should be in anybody's like top 15 villains of all time. Totally. Yeah. Regina George is great. Um, uh her friends, I cannot remember the two actors that play uh, one. There's one clearly uh, like gay friend, boy, like from mm-hmm. uh, group. And then, oh God, what is her name? She's been in lots, so many things, but she's amazing. Is like the um, the plain Jane girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, super funny, super funny. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously. You should see I, this movie. This is a movie that. It would not surprise you if uh, if someone said this is their favorite movie, like of of this year. Like this could easily oh, yeah. be anyone's favorite movie of all time. Or if somebody put this movie in their like top ten of all time, it's like okay, sure. Yeah, you'd believe it. It's yeah. not surprising. It's 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 excellent, and that it didn't meet either. I'm surprised that either neither of us put it in their top I, top three. I was thinking about it, but uh, I, I have some. Other it was a, it was a yeah. We've got some other ones in here that are really good. We've we spoiled one of them. Yeah, but but uh, we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, Shrek 2. Yeah. So, Mike, tell me about this movie. You worked on it, right? I did work on it. That's the spoiler. Yes, I the worked. spoiler. I actually wasn't on it for very long because I was uh-huh. on the production and it got moved after maybe a few weeks. Yeah. I worked on some horse's hair while okay. I was working on it. So Excellent. You see the so, hair? Wait, wait. Horses. horses or donkey? Horses. There's okay, horses so within didn't... the movie. Okay, yeah. so you didn't work on the actual donkey. Not on donkey, the character. Gotcha. Um, yeah, this movie... I don't know how well it holds up though, because there's a ton of pop culture references at the sure. time. Sure, Shrek's the sh- all the Shreks are like that too. Yeah. Highly, highly, highly um, pop culture related. This is the other fractured fairy tale movie, along with Ella Enchanted. Uh, at the time, huge hit. It was the highest uh, grossing animated film of all time. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. Which we really liked at the time, and we we thought every movie was going to be like that. Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> Turns out making movies is kind of hard. Yeah. So the um, I think it's funny. I liked all the Shrek movies actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were all watchable. Yeah. But uh, I would definitely put uh, uh, you know, the first one is certainly the best. Yeah. Um, First one, I, I, I read something, and I've never actually asked you about this. Were you working on the first Shrek? No, I was not two? around then. I, just, oh, okay. I started at Shrek 2. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I read that the first Shrek, they actually they recorded Chris Farley. Yep, that um, is true. Like completely, and then he died. He did. 
and the, well, spoiler alert. And then, of course, uh, then they had to, uh, then they redid it with Mike Myers, and it's a completely different sort of movie. So not only did that happen, they recorded with Mike Myers. He did it first without the Scottish accent, <laughs> and then he realized it sucked, and he redid uh-huh. it with the Scottish wow. accent. Wow. So they had to re-fix all the lips. That's a lot of work. It was a lot of work, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a ton of people there at the time who worked on the first Shrek when I, when I was there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, anyway, Shrek 2. Good movie. Michael worked on that one. Yeah. All right. The next movie is... Oh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Classic stoner movie. Totally. It, yeah. Totally in line with, like, you know, it is the... It is the offspring of Cheech and Chong. Yeah. All those Cheech and Chong movies from the 70s. Now, here's a question for you. Yes. Is, is, is the identity of being a stoner going to go away now that uh, marijuana legal? is legal in so many places? Like, there's, there's places all over the place now. It's, there's no big... Well, it, it is interesting because, like, it doesn't work the same way with being a drunk, right? Right. That's what my point is. Like, how is being <laughs> a stoner any different than being a drunk Yeah, now? yeah. I don't know because, well, being a drunk also has like a negative connotation in terms of like, you know, mm-hmm. like the addiction to, to right. alcohol. But um, yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent question. It's still illegal in most states, right? But uh, yeah, uh, but not to the majority of the population though, right? That's I, true. I'm sure we're California. over 50% now because just by yeah. having California alone, that probably pushes everything over the top. Right. So yeah. This is, uh, I cannot remember the, the names of the two main characters, but... Uh, well, you what got is your Harold really cool, and you got your Kumar. <laughs> yeah, you got your Harold and your Kumar. What is cool is they're, they're both Asian Americans. That's true. Yeah. Um, which is kind of awesome from a representation yeah. standpoint. Uh, it's got, was this the, uh, was this the movie that sort of revitalized Neil Patrick Harris? It, it really was. So yeah. Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is in this playing Neil Patrick Harris in a but hilarious But not Neil man. Patrick Harris. Yeah. Yeah. A fake because version of himself. <laughs> yeah, he's a fake version of himself because he's like straight womanizer studly guy. Yes, he's straight womanizer studly guy. In real life, he's gay family man. They've got like yeah. two kids yeah. that are like super into that. Broadway right. amazing person. Yeah. It basically, and this, this happens before How I Met Your Mother and that, leads to the character of Barney Stinson, where he's basically playing right. a character from Harold. Sure, sure. So yeah, so if you uh, don't want to go through and sit through, uh, I don't know, 10 years of How I Met Your Mother, yeah, which I don't advise anybody to do that, uh, go ahead and just watch Harold and Kumar go to White's Castle. It's funny. So I don't recommend it because I thought the ending of How I Met Your Mother sucks. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, I, I didn't, I've never, I, spoiler alert, I have never watched a single episode yeah. of How I Met Your Mother. And I will say that I like Neil Patrick Harris. I like Jason Siegel, and I like uh, Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, but I haven't watched a single episode. And I like Robin. What's her face? Yeah, yeah, Robin Sparkles. Uh, well, yeah. So she, uh, I, I, I have watched a lot of. I haven't watched every single episode, and uh, I was pretty into the final <laughs> season because you know they reveal the titular uh, mother who. The actress that plays her, she's great, and she's been in a bunch of other things, and she's she's always awesome. The ending is a total slap in the face. So, like, right. if if you watch that, prepare to be disappointed, or watch the alternate ending, which is way better. Yeah, or just watch Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. You could skip all that much Harold and Kumar. Yeah. So uh, next movie, um, Dodgeball. Yes, a true underdog story. I will say that lots of the movies from the mid two thousands have the 
name of the movie, then colon, and then an exclamation of what the movie yeah, is. Yeah. So this is Dodgeball, a true under, underdog story. Yeah. This is of note to me because this was uh, my wife and I's first date. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> it's not a great movie, <laughs> to tell you the truth. It's funny. I, it I is actually, funny. I will watch this movie over and over again. Okay. Uh, it's got some classic moments. Uh, Rip Torn is amazing. He is amazing. Uh, as the dodgeball coach, sort of the, the, the Yoda of dodgeball. Yeah, you've got a really great cast because you have Vince An amazing Vaughn cast. and Ben Stiller. Vince Vaughn, ben Stiller. Yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Rip Torn. It's got, um, it's, it's where we get ESP and the Ocho. The Ocho, that's right. <laughs> that's that's uh, a tremendous joke. Yeah. That's a tremendous joke. Uh, we've got the Jason Bateman cameo where he's like, that's an interesting strategy there, Cotton. That's right. And that's a meme. That's, 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 that's a, a meme. Uh, you made me bleed my own blood, which is a great line. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a very quotable movie. It's funny. You should watch it. Yeah. Maybe um, I'm not giving it enough credit. Um, yeah. But it, it's, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge, you could dodge a, ball. a ball. Yeah. I, do, I remember <laughs> all of that. So obviously yes. it left some impression. <laughs> so... But yes, uh, this time of the we're jumping through a bunch of these because we've got a bunch of these that we've got to go back to. But um, right, what's the next one we're at? The next one is actually I Heart Huckabees, and I haven't seen this. So you haven't seen this one? Okay, so this is this is a weird movie. This is what's called a, they they it was marketed as an existential comedy. Yeah, and I don't know what that means. So yeah, so uh, so the bit of the movie is like there's these uh, uh, rich sort of. Uh, kind of faux celebrity kind of people. They're like all successful. I think there's a couple of actors. There's a couple of businessmen or, you know, they're all like, you know, and there's these two detectives that they hire and they hire the detectives to discover the meaning of life. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's very weird. Giving away too much will probably just kind of give away the plot and you never want to see it. Okay. So um, it's funny. There's some funny bits in it. Okay. Um, I remember really liking it coming out of the theater though i will say that it's also a comedy that i'm not sure that you ever want to watch a second time oh because it only works because of the mystery and yeah it works plot. because it's just the just the weirdness of it like it's gotcha. it's an entirely different sort of world that you're going into gotcha see i can't stand it now because of mike huckabee which is not a fault of the movie at all right huckabee's in the movie i believe is like the uh it's like a big company like walmart oh well that makes a little more sense like yeah mm -hmm. i'll take that Sure. On brand. Yeah, the, I, uh, yeah, Huckabee is a terrible, terrible human being. Yeah, both both Sarah and Mike, and probably oh, and the son that left the dog on the roof of the car. Yeah, oh, also terrible. Jacka. Full yeah. of terrible people. Yeah, Arkansas Huckabees are terrible. But I so heart Huckabees. Yeah. Okay, movie. Great. So uh, the last movie that we have before our top threes. Yes. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. So now, again, I think we're kind of showing the, the, the power of this year. Like, this is a Wes Anderson movie. Yes. And all of the Wes Anderson movies that are good. This is a good Wes Anderson movie. This is yes. very good. This is, uh, this is Bill Murray mm -hmm. uh, at his Bill Murrayist. He plays a, uh, like, Jacques Cousteau sort of faux Jacques Cousteau. Faux yeah. Jacques Cousteau. Faux Cousteau. Faux Cousteau. And, uh, yeah, it's... All, maybe really all you need to know is, is right there. <laughs> yeah. And it's Wes Anderson. So it's like classic mumblecore. So yeah. there's no like, there's no hit you over the head jokes, laugh out loud jokes. It's all, yeah. everything in there is just like, 
If you like Wes Anderson, you'll like this movie. If you like Wes, yes, exactly. There's so many great quirky characters. And I, and I think, and I think that, Steve, that Bill Murray works so well with Wes Anderson, if you go mm-hmm. back. They've done like three or four movies together. And I feel like they, Bill Murray's sort of understated style with, with Wes Anderson's sort of uh, style as well, it just it blends really well. Yeah, and uh, it kind of ties back all the way to Rushmore, where a character is really into uh, Jacques Cousteau, and now you have a movie that's <laughs> with the faux, faux Cousteau. Right. So right. Like, you kind of, I feel like Wes Anderson just puts his whole interest just yeah. right there on screen. Kate Blanchett's in this movie too. She is. Kate yeah. Blanchett, and the other uh, character of note is uh, Owen Wilson playing Whoa. the son, I believe, of... If I remember the plot right. I mean, the plot plots of these movies aren't. Really Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It's visual, fun, yeah. uh, quirky characters. If you like Wes yeah. Anderson, you'll like it. You know exactly what you're getting into. And if exactly. you've never seen a Wes Anderson movie, you really should. You should. Probably not this one. I wouldn't start here. Gonna see, if you're only going to see one, I would start with either Rushmore or uh, The Royal Tenenbaums. I think those, those are the kinda... two best standalone ones. Rushmore, yeah. I, I love Rushmore. <laughs> so I, I think yeah. I would start there because it's, Small, self-contained, coming of age, mm-hmm. makes sense. Like if, yeah. I think there is a thing about sensibilities. Yeah, coming into a Wes Anderson movie, not knowing the style, you need to have another point of reference. So going right. to Rushmore, you can come in with a coming of age movie and right. that works. I think uh, Rushmore comes up on one of our other years that we've kind of done some research uh, on. Yeah, Rushmore is yeah. tremendous. So we, yeah. we'll get there eventually. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're up to our top. Let's, uh, since we spoiled it, let's go ahead and do... This is the one we share. Yeah. The two of us share this as our top th- in our top three. It might be my favorite of the year. Yeah, it's really uh, good. It's really good. It's Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned it in our uh, action movie podcast as well. Yep. Uh, but uh, it's a great zombie movie. It is uh, Peyton, not Peyton Reed. It's um, the director is... Well, it's... it's well, Simon Pegg is the main actor. Yeah, star Simon Nick, Pegg. Nick Wright. Pegg. Is this friend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. This is crazy. It's a. Uh, this uh, is great podcast radio. This is awesome. No, no, <laughs> anyway, it, it's really it's, funny. it's right. It's it's Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. It's obviously Edgar Wright. It's part of the Edgar Wright trilogy. This is the start yes. of it, actually. Right. You go Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End. Yeah, that that's the. And I think Shaun of the Dead. I'm I'm kind of partial to Hot Fuzz, but I think Shaun of the Dead is just as good and terrific. Yeah, genre movie, parody of the zombie movie. But what's interesting is, I think when you say parody, you we're sadly conditioned to think a scary movie, like that kind of parody, like sure. oh, it's, it's just or Airplane parts. or Naked Gun or something yeah. like that. These parodies don't work that way. Like this, this actually has a lot of heart and uh, yeah story. <laughs> it's. It's got a reality kind of based sort of um, fundamental sort of underbelly yeah. to the thing that uh, doesn't, that belies its sort of silliness. Yeah, there's a lot of silliness in it, but it, it does get a little serious at times and uh, fits within its own world. Sure. Really great, yeah. entirely watchable, almost at any time. Watch it right yeah. now. So why don't you do one, I'll do one, and then sure. we'll just back and forth. Okay, your so, next one. So next for me is... Uh, and I had a hard time picking mine. Oh, so my next one is uh, Napoleon Dynamite. So we talked a little bit about mumblecore. This is almost like normalcore-ish. Normalcore mm-hmm. means something else in terms of fashion, but it's 
Napoleon Dynamite is, indie movie. Ultimate indie movie. Yeah. We indie have about comedy. four of them in, actually in this. Yeah, and I think that, that actually says a lot about the year, right? Mm-hmm. For why, what makes this year special and why it's interesting. Where you could spend a couple of months just watching movies from this year and then you would have a really good feel of like, oh, this is what it was like around that time. This is what yeah. propelled pop culture. Yeah, if we were doing that, I would say definitely Napoleon Dynamite has to be something. It's just so popular. Underst- yeah. If you have never seen Napoleon Dynamite, and you have also seen a t-shirt that says vote for Pedro. That is You're probably question. very confused. Yes. <laughs> but if you've seen Napoleon Dynamite and you see a t-shirt that says vote for Pedro, you kind of get it. Yeah, like, oh, totally. Look at that. That's Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know if I could explain the movie. <laughs> you shouldn't. You In shouldn't. any way, shape. Just go see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the way I would explain it is, Tina, eat your meatballs or whatever it was that she was feed, they were feeding the llama yeah there's it's it's about quirky characters living in this part of america that's not often featured and uh is it idaho they're like in idaho and you it yeah. feels like it's in the past but it takes place in the present and the reason it right. looks like it's in the past is like because it's idaho yeah the, the fashion and everything but it's mm-hmm. clearly in the present yeah and uh you know the the character it's basically about this one character named Napoleon Dynamite, and he's weird and would ostensibly be made fun of, but he kind of doesn't care. Yeah. He occupies his own reality, and he's changing the world around him to fit that. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. So actually, I, I do think it's actually good for kids. In that yeah. Regard. No, I think, I think kids should watch it. Um, so. Uh, so my uh, next one is Garden State. Mm. This is also an indie movie, the, mm-hmm. one of the ultimate indie movies. This is uh, the Zach Braff starred in and directed and written uh, sort of opus, uh, really talented uh, actor, director, mm-hmm. writer, of, uh, he of Scrubs fame. And this is a story about a guy who is an actor in LA and he is kind of depressed and kind of just going through life. And he realizes his, his mother passes away and he goes back to New Jersey and he realizes that he has been living his entire life uh, kind of just overly medicated because yes. his father is a psychiatrist. Right. <clears throat> and uh, he just, this is him sort of deciding to get off of all of the psychotropic medication that he's been on. Yeah. And start to live his life and experience it in kind of real ways. Right. Um, he's amazing in it. It's amazingly written. It's really funny. Uh, the supporting cast is amazing. It's Natalie Portman, Peter Skarsgård, mm-hmm. and freaking Ian Holm plays his dad. <laughs> Sir Ian Holm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, just an amazing, amazing cast. An amazing, amazingly written, uh, just really sweet and the best thing about this film might be the soundtrack. Soundtrack is great. You'll know indie music from this era. Uh, important line, the shins will change your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the message though, about the mental health message of like getting off your medication? Well, I think I, I do, I do understand that it's problematic to sort of go full on, um, off your medication, but yeah. I also understand the idea of being like, of not under, of not being able to feel. Sure. 
So I think right? that's right. And that's the, that's the, that's the expression. And we have no, I, I mean, and I don't get the, the sense, and I know that at the end, you know, he kisses the girl and all that stuff, sure, but sure. it's like, I don't, I don't get the sense from the movie that the message is get off your medication. Because mm. <clears throat> you know what I think the message should have been then? You, the message could easily be change your therapist. Like if it's not working for you, you're supposed right. to change. <laughs> and actually, and actually that's a really good message because his therapist was his father. Yeah, that sucks. That is a bad idea. That, that is bad boundaries. That should be the message of the movie. The relationship between them is one that right. like needs to be fixed. And I think that's, that's the ultimate message to that right. part of it. So right now we are rewriting the message of the movie to be the appropriate one. Cause that right. can happen. And it works with the Coughing moment. Yeah, I've got cough. Sorry. But yeah, it, that that would make the movie better. We've just made the movie better <laughs> on our own. But it's also a really good movie to start with. Yeah. So what's your next one? Uh, the next one is in the in the pure comedy. This is not a really an indie movie in any way. It is Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Yes, another Colin movie. Yeah, I love this movie. This is so Will, Will Ferrell. That is Will Ferrell, yes. This is, yeah, and this, this sort of hits this run of Will Ferrell movies from this era. Uh, I think I had done a list of my friends and like thinking of like the best movies of the decade comedy movies, and I, I picked this one, actually. Okay. It's uh, absolutely tremendous. You've got... Will Ferrell, got uh, Christina, Christina Applegate in the female lead. It's got Steve Carell. It's got Carell, yep. uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd is an amazing character. Um, Jack Black plays a weird cameo in it. There's so much, yeah. There, Tim Meadows. So much like, going on in there's this a, There's a ton of, kind of like every prominent uh, person in comedy makes a cameo at some point in here. And... Yeah. Uh, Oh, Fred Willard's in it too. This is a Judd Apatow movie directed by Adam McKay. Yeah. Adam McKay, right. well, you know, if we just did an overview of the whole decade, Adam McKay is going to feature pretty prominently. Sure. <clears throat> He's, uh, you know, if we really need to go over the plot, if you don't know anything about it, he plays uh, an anchor man. Most everybody's seen this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, he plays an anchor man from the 70s in San Diego. And has a mustache. Uh, yeah, and has a mustache. And it's like a, it's like a changing era. Right, so like women are starting to be anchors, and uh, they're starting to be more women on the news, and you know they hire one in this San Diego. Right, and that's uh, the the plot. Right, but the, the plot doesn't matter. Plot in this does not matter at all. Yeah, at, at some point somebody loses an arm. I believe Luke Wilson loses an arm. <laughs> he does. There's a big fight yeah. between the networks there's a, between there's, PBS and uh, yeah, the all the different networks, and 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 yeah, there's some just weird weird cameo somebody threw a trident yeah steve carell that's where kills, it's kills where the man the, with uh, a trident yeah the man with a trident. They, yeah that escalated quick that escalated quickly comes yeah. from this particular movie yeah that meme i do so think yes. there's there's going to be a time in the not even in the future like right now where you could just talk to kids and say like this is where this meme like you just did a tree of memes yes and like oh okay so they could understand where everything came yeah. from yeah i am in a glass case of emotion yes <laughs> it's it's great there's lots of quotable movies. Okay, so uh, we probably should have ended with that one, but uh, uh, because it's certainly all the quotable ones, and it's probably the most famous of the movies that came out yeah. in 2004. 
But my last one is Sideways. Yeah, and I like this movie a lot too. This is <clears throat> this is a really good movie. Yeah, this is funny. This has got a it's a movie with a heart. Uh, so this is um, a movie about a guy, and I can't. Uh, I'm blanking on the, the the main actor. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Gosh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti plays a uh, kind of a drunk wine snob, mm-hmm. halftime writer, most of the time yep. teacher that doesn't want to be teaching. Yep. Uh, the plot is basically he takes his friend uh, uh, who's uh, getting married on like a, it's like a bachelor party kind of thing with just the two of them. And they go wine tasting yes. in the Santa Barbara mountains. Uh, if anybody is in fr- from California and you've ever been to Solvang, uh, and uh, I think that's where the, the much of the movie takes place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that area of uh, California, there's some great lines in this. It's very funny. They make fun of uh, uh, wine tasting culture as well, but while being part of it, it's really it's just hilarious. Paul Giamatti is amazing. Yeah. Should have won the Oscar this year. I don't know who won it, but should have. He should have. Yeah, and this is actually the movie that makes him like a kind of a brand name actor. Yeah. I'm not going to drink any effing Merlot. Yeah. Some great yeah. lines in this film. Alexander Payne movie, right? So yes. It's, it's going to feature very prominently throughout the next mm-hmm. decades. Yep. Yep. An important director, important actor. Uh, Virginia Madsen plays the sort of the, the lead woman in this. And she's really good. Yeah. Really understated performance, but just really good. And it's only about maybe five characters in this film. It's really small. Yeah. It's totally an indie sort of film as well. Uh, it was a year that was dominated by Will Ferrell and uh, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so we're, it's, this is almost, it's interesting to talk about this because this is almost bookending the, dec- yeah. the year, I'll say. Like, sure. So Anchorman's the big comedy using right. the biggest stars, mm-hmm. you know, basically sold on the, the uh, one sentence Will Ferrell plays a 70s news anchor. And that's all it would have taken at the time. Right, right. They just happened to have somebody good that wrote it. I think because it was he and McKay wrote it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sideways would have been an indie movie that no one saw coming and like, yeah, coming coming out of nowhere. It's it's just all character development and sold that way. It's a movie that probably made fifty million dollars, so it made a lot of money for for a movie with probably a you know, a eight million dollar budget or something at the time, right? Somewhere around there. But it also it's one of those that like, had it only made nine million dollars, like no one would have been surprised. Yeah, they would have been like, oh, that's cool too. <laughs> We're totally yeah. If Anchorman would have done that, it would have been like, what a big bust! Can can yeah. can Will Ferrell carry a movie? Can he be in a because yeah, mo- yeah. he had been like in old school is back the only thing that he had been in at right. to that point. But uh, yeah, so yeah, so there we go. That's the year, 2004. Pretty good year. It was a pretty good year. You could pretty spend, good bench on that year. It is a good bench. You could spend a lot of time just watching movies from that year and, and yeah, okay. And, I, of, and yeah. you know, we didn't go through every comedy that was. We, we no. went through the ones that were notable. Mm-hmm. And I think the only bad one was probably Starsky and Hutch, but it was notable. It was notable again because of the stars that are in it. So yeah, it, yeah if you're ever gonna. If you decide to explore these years like we are doing, yeah. then these are people yeah. to look at. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I do apologize to the makers of Starsky and Hutch. This has turned into like the, you know, Starsky and Hutch was a terrible movie podcast, and that's not what we intended. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the, there's going to be the worst movie that we mentioned. It happens to yes. be Yes, 
And I think that's what we should say. It's the worst movie that we saw that year. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Dad bod of the week. Yes. So, so dad bod is a little bit of a misnomer. We're going to talk about a Twitter handle called PDX dad pod. Not to be confused with our pod. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot more followers than us. They have some 6,000 followers. I think right now you're the, you and I are the only ones that follow at dad pods or at pods dad. I'm sorry. Which is totally okay. Cause we never tweet on it. <laughs> I tweeted out this morning that we posted another, uh, oh, okay. you know, whatever. So I don't even notice. <laughs> even though mm-hmm. I a uh, PDX dad pod is uh, I'm going to read off their, their little tag, putting dad bods on the line to stop fascism for all papas, fathers, femme daddies, butches, big bros, and anyone who own, that owns cargo shorts. Hashtag black lives matter. Yes, the, the, an important part of the protests are mm-hmm. the, the dad bods out there too. Yep. And that's what we are about accentuating here on dad bods. So, All right. Well, excellent job. Excellent job, Shane. Thank you very much. And uh, we will uh, listen to you, or you will listen to us all next time uh, when we go through a different random year and talk about comedy movies. Yep. Uh, if anybody has any ideas what we could do to do a deep dive, we've got enough content for a while. But if you'd like to like us to uh, do something in particular, there's like there's like twelve of you, so you you guys you can just like, tell us. I'm yeah, sure you have is, my phone number. <laughs> sure, we could. This is like a piano bar. You could just tell us what to do, and we'll do it. We'll do it. Um, uh-huh. we, we we have a lot of fun with the years, though. So yes. So, okay. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you, Bye. Michael.